The headlines this morning. Balanced breakfast requires four tons of black puddings, says Monk. Ostrich accused of bullying priests. And price of dice to be twice as nice as mice. Okay then. Welcome to the campaign trail. Let's start with our top story, shall we? No? Oh well, then our second best story? Ah, here we go. It's a minor story this, but vaguely interesting. The presidential palace has become a giant robot and is marching through the city to do battle with the weapons giant Raytheon. Our boss battle correspondent, Bill Griffin, is on the scene. After the original Raytheon was murdered by mysterious forces from New Milk, a new Raytheon took over, as voted on by the board of shareholders. This new Raytheon grew to a gigantic size and is wreaking havoc on the economy. What does this have to do with the strike? Wasn't that the point of this arc? Well, ultimately, when capitalists don't get their way and workers stand up to them, the capitalists inevitably resort to violence to put down any resistance to their wealth. Could the DM have made that a bit clearer in the game, do you think? I think this is getting far too meta for me. And that's why you don't get to sit in the comfortable studio, Bill. We begin with a flashback because you know it's getting serious when we start with a flashback. <laughs> 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 nice. uh, we start to a flashback of Victrina and Erikina's time in the army. Uh, Victrina's brother, Rybina, crested grebe, uh, is having a meeting with Erikina and they're having a little candlelit dinner. But Victrina, being a good uh, sibling that she is, has managed to infiltrate and intends to embarrass her brother. Uh, <laughs> as is her duty as a sibling, I think we we'll yep. all agree. Uh, so what what is uh, what are Victrina's plans here? Um, I have stuffed the waitress in a cupboard and I have come out disguised, <laughs> disguised just dressed as the waitress and I'm making faces at Robina like his head. so I've walked in and he can see me but she can't and I'm like ha, 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 ha. now I will make, crash a romantic dinner make a performance check 17 okay he is quite distracted um, he's um, trying not to crack a smile and he's trying to look very um, interested in what Erikina is saying uh, but he's cracking up a bit, and uh, she looks. She seems to be from the back. I suppose you can't really tell, but she seems to be getting quite agitated. Come on, Rybina. I'm laying my heart out here, and you're just laughing. It's not. <clears throat> it's fine. <clears throat> it's uh, everything's. <clears throat> yeah. Just what were you saying again about the uh, swords? I'm doing a silly little dance with the pepper grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you have a word with your sister next time you see her? Wherever she is. Mm, I'm sure I will. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, as, as her brother, it is my duty to tell you that Victrina wore nappies until she was three and would not be separated from her comfort blanket until she was 28 <laughs> years old. Uh, how does Victrina respond to this? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm popping the wine and pouring it over his head. <laughs> oh, well, yes, that is funny. But where else? So 28 is still quite young. You're interested. I, I, I'll, uh, I've got, uh, I've got the number of that job you were asking about, and I'll, I'll keep your name on file if you do change your mind, Miss Erikina. And he sort of pushes a business card across to her and goes, "All right, this is a business dinner, is it?" Yes, of course it is. Uh, what else would it be? I'm a very business-minded fellow, you know. <clears throat> I'm liking Bobby. <laughs> I have no embarrassing emotions at all. <clears throat> uh, now, if you excuse me, um, uh, Tarquinus and I have a game of bowls to attend. It's very important I, I not show up late. Uh, cheerio! And uh, he uh, leaves, but sort of uh, in your direction, uh, Victorina, and uh, attempts to trip you up. Can you make a dexterity saving throw? <laughs> Yay. 22! 
Uh, okay, you do, he is unsuccessful in his attempt to trip you up. Uh, and she, he just looks at you and you you little shit. <laughs> I flick some parmesan at his nose. <laughs> Uh, as he leaves, uh, you do notice that Arakina is looking a little bit disappointed as she's sort of sadly uh, eating her soup on her own. Uh, what do you do? Um, I slide into the seat opposite her, pretend I'm not dressed as a white dress, and say, <laughs> You know he's secretly dating Tarquinus. No. No, you're just teasing, stop it. Uh, no, no, I'm not. All this, all this playing bowls. You know, they play bowls a lot. Like sometimes two or three times a week. Well. He never plays bowls with me. No. No, he doesn't play bowls with anyone else. I see. feel a little foolish now. Thought it was worth a shot. He's all high up in the military. Thought it would annoy my parents. <laughs> what? What? Dating someone high up in the military would annoy your parents? Surely it would make your parents proud. Maybe your parents. Mine don't like the military. That's why I joined. Um, yes, that's true. Yes. But surely d- dating someone who, who's... Um, interested in real dairy would make you <laughs> what do you mean by that well well we all know that your family made their fortune in, in, in margarine and blah. <laughs> not real dairy <laughs> it's certainly not real dairy i can't believe it frankly um she, she looks up at you kind of sheepish and goes come on then let's go play our own game of bowls oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and she takes you over to the pool table Victorina, you're on Voltrazord's shoulder uh, as the giant robot is uh, sweeping its fists towards Raytheon and they do a kind of thing where they grasp hands and they're kind of wrestling closer. And uh, across on Raytheon's shoulder, you see Erikina is standing there and she gives you the finger. I give her the finger back. <laughs> uh, she comes running across Raytheon's arm through sort of Naruto running. Uh, hopping from one arm to the next and is coming right towards you her sword swinging out can everybody roll for initiative um, 12 12 Ooh, 22 <laughs> 22 cool. what does that feel 21. like 21 I've got a nat 1 oh no <laughs> everyone else did so well and I'm just here letting the side <laughs> down hey it means you've got more time to plan out that's true that's true which I do need <laughs> Uh, first in the order is Agrilad. What are you up to? Uh, where am I at this moment in time and what options have I got available? Uh, were, were you trying to climb up from the inside or the outside? I think from I the inside. Remember. I was trying to it? climb up through the inside, but I wanted yeah. to get as high up as possible so that I could get involved in the actual fighting. Make a quick intelligence check to see how you get through the corridors and things. Intelligence, that's a stat, yeah. right? That's yeah, it is. Have. <laughs> yeah, it is. Ooh, 14. Okay, you do okay. I think you get as far as... I think you look out the window and you notice that you're in one of the nipples. Marvellous. So they went to the trouble of putting nipples on the robot. Yeah, they did. It's, like it's the, got to be an Batman movie. robot. Yeah. Are we uh, thinking that's a kind of bay window? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like glass nipples I with d- like, like domes. God. Yeah, the robot may be topless, but it's, as we have established, it does have a belt, which means it's wearing trousers. I'm glad about that. So. It's not. They're not glass nipples. They're pasties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got tassels, like This is not a conversation I was expecting. To <laughs> well, you know. Uh, are you like doing anything? <laughs> yes. No, that's an upgrade. Yes, it needs. Um, I'm going to keep climbing and try and get okay. to the top of the head. Uh, I'll say that by your next turn, you'll be able to do that. Right. Uh, Pen, what are you up to? My, my mother warned me up to Sometimes you have to bring them down to your level. I shall try and punch out with the robot. Okay, uh, make a... Hmm. I think I had it down as... Yeah, it's another intelligence check to see if you can uh, uh, move. I think, But you did succeed before, so I'll give you advantage. Because you're getting the hand of it. A non-natural 20. Woof! You do it! Yeah, you manage to sort of uh, kick Raytheon in the shins. Uh, can you roll a uh, 3d6 damage? Six of shoulder. <laughs> 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 yeah. 12. Uh, he goes, ow! <laughs> you kick him right in the shins. Shintastic. 
Uh, Raytheon goes next. Uh, he's going to attempt to, or, or they, um, they, they have gone beyond all bounds of gender at this point. Um, they are going to attempt to slap uh, Voltazord around the face. Uh, and that's going to be a 19, which does not hit Voltazord's mighty AC of 22. Uh, and so just glances off. Uh, with the second attack, uh, they reach down and pull out a great sword. I'm going to attempt a slash against the chest. Uh, it's 14 again, not going to hit, so again, just glances off the armour. Uh, Victrina, you're hanging on for dear life, uh, but Erikino is just coming up to you. Yeah, what do you say do? I've got one hand hanging on the robot, the other hand hanging on the milk gun, so I, I <laughs> milk gun I, was like, I would get down if I were you. I don't want to douse you. Do you want to make a persuasion or intimidation check? Whichever you feel is more appropriate. Either way, I rolled a four. Nope, <laughs> like she so, chill keeps coming. Mainly all over. Uh, I'll call it a bonus action, so do you want to do something else with your turn? Uh, I'm going to shoot her with the milk gun. Okay, roll that attack. Uh, 19. That does indeed hit. Uh, roll some damage. Uh, 2d4, I think, in this case. 2d4 plus 4. 10. 10, bloody hell. Uh, and she's going to have to make a dexterity saving throw above 10. Uh, 15 shoots, she's fine. She doesn't get blasted off by the milk. But she is now soaked and very unhappy about it. And it is her go. I realised that I picked the dice out of the little fancy little dice tray that Aim got me for Christmas. <laughs> so, that, so that tells you when we're recording this, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, and uh, variations thereupon. Uh, and I, I rolled it on the on the table still, regardless, because I'm a fool. Uh, so she's going to take her short sword and give a stab at Victorina. Uh, Sixteen versus AC. That is my AC. Yeah, meets beats, as they say in the biz. <laughs> Uh, she deals five points of slashing damage. Uh, Perrin. Hello. Am I still in the heart of the robot? You are. Can I... What can I do to hit Raytheon? Uh, you can use the robot sort of arms and legs, and you can also cast spells through the robot, I'll say. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, let's see what we can do here. Because that'll make it more interesting, I'm thinking. <laughs> well, seeing as the robot has a sword. Oh, that's true. Could I try and cast some magicy spell? Yeah. Using the robot. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna catch. I would be a bit better. I'd like to cast Witch Bolt. Yeah, do it. All right. So I roll to attack with this one. Uh, for twelve. Nope, does not hit. I'm afraid. Um, do I do half on failed? So, no, because it's not a save. So. No. Nope, your witch bolt goes ping off uh, Raytheon's uh, thick, thick armour. Agrilad, uh, you poke your head up through a little trapdoor and you are on the other shoulder and you can see uh, Victrina and Erikina sort of engaged in uh, one-on-one combat. What do you do? Am I close enough to be able to assist Victrina? Yes, you are. In which case, I'm going to leg it at um, Erikina. Erikina. And deliver as many blows as I can possibly muster. <laughs> Go for it. So my first attack will be an unarmed strike rolling a 20 non-natural. Uh, that hits. <laughs> and that causes 5 points of damage. Okay, okay. And for my flurry of blows first attack on the flurry of blows is a 21. Hits. And the second is a 20. Natural 20. That Oh, oof. so that'll be triple damage altogether, I suppose, wouldn't it? Amazing. Then? So um, the the critical caused mm-hmm. ten points of damage. Fucking hell! <laughs> She's non- not looking good. And the non-critical caused six points of damage. And okay. Then I follow that up with open hand technique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would oh like God. her to make a dex saving throw against a DC Don't 12. Don't kill her, please. little fella. Uh, Nineteen. I think she's all right. Against the DC of 12? Yeah. Right, yep, she's fine. So she doesn't get pushed back 15 feet. No, because that would send her <laughs> flying off the river. <laughs> I'm duking! Uh, cool. Uh, so, Erikina's not looking great. Uh, I think, like, her hair, which had been up in a neat little bun, has, like, come loose a bit at this point. Uh, Pen, you're up. Well, I've just seen a spell being cast, and I'm aghast. And... I'll let you cast spells as well if well, you want. Just because it's not fair. Well, they've just had a bit of a thought. 
that this it's thing's called Voltra's sword. Where's mm-hmm. the sword? Um, make an intelligence check. Nineteen. Nineteen. Um, sword. Uh, through its little sort of eye scanners on a sort of magic mirror in front of you, uh, you can see that uh, it looks at the nearby um, uh, church of the uh, Red Lord, and uh, the what looks like a sort of weathercock at the top. Uh, looks from this vantage point to be more like the hilt of a sword. Oh dear, I think I'm going to grab and draw that. In order to do that, you will have to disengage from the uh, uh, from the combat, and Raytheon will get a attack of opportunity. Right, let's do it. Okay, so Raytheon's going to take a swipe as you walk away, uh, and that is, I'm afraid, oh, a natural twenty. Oh, ouch. Oh dear. So, uh, this is going to be 22 points of damage uh, against Ultrazord. And can you all take 6 points of damage uh, as you are racked by this hit? Uh, And Ultrazord, you notice a little bit of the armour flakes off from this hit. Pen, can you roll a d4 for me? No, I really don't want to roll high, do I? <laughs> That's a one. Okay. Fulshord's AC is now 21. Uh, it was 22. So, uh, you rush over to the sword, and uh, Voltresword reaches out and grasps it, and as you try and pull back, uh, it's quite heavy, and uh, the controls are taking some uh, lifting. Can you make a strength check? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> One of Penn's great strengths is strength, we all know. Uh, Twelve. Twelve? Not quite. It kind of inches out a tiny bit and then goes back down again. Uh, Raytheon is going to take another swing. I think I may need some help um, here. Uh, it might be a Perrin will have to help you in this one, I fear. Uh, he's going to swing a massive fist at the head. Uh, that's uh, 21, which meets beats. Uh, so each take three points of damage. Uh, Victrina and Agrilad, can you both make a dexterity saving throw? That is something I do usually. Usually, I got a 7. Arakino is fine. Uh, I got a 9. You both slide off the shoulder. Uh, I think you just about grab on. Uh, but you are now dangling uh, for your life. Um, I think. Um, which one of you got higher? I got a nine. I got a seven. Okay, so I think that uh, uh, Victorina, you are grasping Agrilad's uh, hand, and sort of he's dangling below you. You're grasping one hand on the robot, one hand on Agrilad, and he's sort of dangling it's out below very you. Very dense for a little fellow. <laughs> extreme the, gravity. How high off the floor, am I? Oh, it's going to be like 200 feet at this point. Ouch. You're not flying, though. Survive that. No. <laughs> Victrina, as you are dangling there, uh, Erikina sort of peers over uh, at you, and you can see a bit of concern rushes across her face, and she has a think about it for a minute, and you see her with her sword sort of raised, and as you're kind of like looking at each other she slowly puts her sword down and reaches out a hand to you what do you do? I take her hand can you make a strength check? oh for fuck's sake eight, eight. Uh, she got nineteen so I think she with both hands now is just trying to grab and is just kind of keeping you where you are uh, as you're uh, still <laughs> desperately holding on He's to Agbala wiggly. Um, wiggly as, as well you as are head. trying to pull each other up and uh, next in the order is Perrin. Hello. This is scary now. Um, could I... I've been hit. Mm, yes, I've you have. I've been hit, so I can do some hellish rebuking. Yes, you can indeed. I raise the mega robot's finger, point at Vulture's Lord. Point at Raytheon. And we are Vulture's We are all Vulture's <laughs> We yes, are Voltresword. We're, we're Voltresword. You don't want to point at us. <laughs> I, I point, no, no, that's what I do. I point at us first, and then I waggle my finger disapprovingly, and then I point at Raytheon. 
Um, and I cast Hellish Rebuke. Could you do me a Dex save? Ooh, Dex, not Raytheon's strong point. Thank God. Uh, eight. <laughs> Which is not great. Like eight minus two as well, so yeah. Um. Cool. So, because I'm casting that at second level, let me just get some D10s. So that's 15 points of fire damage? Fire Ooh. damage. Youch. Cool. Is that everything? Yes. Uh, Agrilad, it's your go. You are dangling down. Uh, just clinging on. I'm going to try climbing Victorina. Without, without pulling Victorina <laughs> off. Make, uh, I think this will be acrobatics or athletics. Climbing is normally athletics. Yeah, we can do that. You do it! You manage to wow. swing yourself up. And I think that... Uh, I assume you're going to help pulling Victrina up as well. Of course. Yeah, I think with that higher roll, you, you just about managed to do it. And you, you all kind of three sort of uh, collapse in a sort of heap on the shoulder of the Vulture Zord and uh, Arakina gives a gives you a kind of sheepish expression and she says well I suppose we're even now hmm do you think we could ever be friends again I think I'm not having an art to art while we're trying to no, kill the bad guy let, let's survive first and then we can discuss the status of our friendship because if we're like you know thrown to the ground and stomped on giant robot feet it's going to be irrelevant ah Good point. So next in the order is Pen. I'm struggling here. I'm pulling up a sword. Uh, make a strength check again. Fifteen. Ooh, yeah. You raise the sword out of the church, and uh, I think you hear a, a voice going, oh, I say, what on earth is going on here? Uh, a sword is wrenched from the church, and uh, Vulture Sword holds it aloft, the sunlight glimmering off the rusted blade. I burn my skull. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very nice, but we're probably going to have to pay to fix the hole in the church roof now. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why they were having the, the bake sale to fix the roof. As you prepare to bring the sword down upon Raytheon's head, a huge voice rings out across the land. A voice of tremendous power. A voice that bars no opposition. Hey, fucking idiots! This is a civilized nation. We don't let giant robots fight in the streets. You two need to stand down and have a real negotiation. And down below, you see President Springsteen stood upon a large platform, uh, and he's holding a megaphone. Raytheon hesitates, and then, as if by magic, Several Warforged come in, come up the road with a gigantic table and lay it down between the pair of you. And you're always offered, again, giant seats uh, that seem to have been fashioned out of some of the broken buildings around you. I have to see their quick workers. Uh, Vulture Resort uh, sits down a little awkwardly uh, as sort of pen manoeuvres the levers around. And uh, Raytheon kind of folds up into their seats and sort of glowers across the table at you. Well, Mr. Raytheon here seems to want your entire pin to work without pay, which is very bad. Raytheon says, That's not true at all. I'm just wanting my workers to work to their maximum efficiency. It's good for your economy, Mr. President. Maximum output with no zero input, which is only detrimental. They can't work to their maximum efficiency if you never give them a break and you never give them any holidays and you don't give them any money. What? How will how they be motivated to, yeah. do, to work to their maximum efficiency if there's no reward? You treat them like they're robots. It's basic economics. Listen, it is a privilege to work for Raytheon. They and should be honoured to have these jobs. You are privileged, oh, I can't even say it. You are privileged to have these workers. Such fine warforged. These workers are alive, are they not? They're happy. They haven't quit. They're just on strike because they're greedy. They are on strike because they know they are worth more than what they are getting. 
If I gave them the full value of their labor, I wouldn't have anything. I would have to rely on my own labor, and I am telling you now that is not going to happen. Are you telling me that you are not worth the value of your own labor? Because you have just admitted that your workers are worth the value of their labor. You are trying to talk rings around me and it's not going to work. I have the power. I own the factory. I own all of those workers. So what if someone else made a factory? What if somebody told them they could move abroad? You don't have the power, though, do you? Your shareholders have the power. What if the workers seized the means of production? <laughs> that, that's nonsensical. I don't think it is. I think Warforged, I think the Warforged, and they're listening to me, I can see them listening, should rise up and take the factory, because the factory belongs to them. If, there was, if they didn't do work for you for less than the value of their labour, there would be no factory, there would be no Raytheon, there would be no arms industry, which perhaps would be a good thing. Um, and I think that the workers should own the means of production, and everybody should benefit from it. We are the means of production. Uh, Victorina, can you make a persuasion check? 19. 19, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you roll uh, a 3d6? Oops. Uh, 12. 12 points of psychic damage uh, <laughs> from Marxism. <laughs> uh, as you're talking, uh, you see a small group being led up to the table. And Penn and Aguilar, do you recognise them from your vantage points? Uh, it is Brig uh, and his workers arriving. Uh, he is flanked by, um, by Corporal Clegg and by um, Sergeant Fenton, uh, who seems to have regained control of herself. I do a little finger uh, wave. As well as some of the other workers. <laughs> uh, they wave back. Uh, the Briggs. Now, we should be represented at these negotiations. If the factory itself can negotiate for higher pay, the workers surely must be able to as well. We, the workers, have banded together. We want our views heard. It's a shame it's come to this level of upheaval without us even having a hearing. No, you're quite right, and I apologize. Uh, Springsteen said, We're a reasonable country. We can't have you lot refusing to work, and we can't have Mr. Raytheon treating you like garbage. We need some sort of compromise. Yeah, well, Mr. President, sir, um, have you ever thought about nationalization? Raytheon stands up. This is ridiculous. I will not hear these, these rancid views being tossed around by these foreign agitators. Listen, Mr. President, these workers are holding my profits to ransom. Mr. President, you can't allow the workers to dictate the value of their own labor. That's completely unacceptable. I urge you to use your police forces to crush the strike once and for all and to be done with it. Oh, could we have a quick word with the police forces first? I think they might also want to seize the means of the production of laws. That's, that's, how, right. That, that's yeah, right, that's right, right? Okay, good, good. Their yeah, that's weapons come from me. And I know the glint of power when a man holds a gun. Maybe it's they all feel maybe it. it's time they turn the weapons on you, Mr. Raytheon. Can I ask a question, please, Mr. Raytheon? Are you saying you own these people? I own their labour. That's not what I asked. I asked, are you saying you own these people? In a manner of speaking. So you're saying these people are your property? some extent. So they're not free individuals? They don't have the right to choose for themselves? Is that what you're saying? They are free to try and get jobs elsewhere. <laughs> so you don't but own they'll them? they'll be blacklisted. So they course. are free and you don't own them? They're completely free to do whatever they want, yeah? Uh, not whilst using my property on my property. I lean over and look down at the brig. Oi, brig! Are there any other places you can build a factory in this here town? Oh, well, we'd need some materials, some contacts and contracts. Mm, could take some time. Well, there's a robot here that, that is, like, 
factory below the belt. <laughs> and it belongs to me, don't you see? No, you can't build a giant semi-autonomous robot and then say it all belongs to you. Mr. President, would you be conducive... Big word, that. I learned that last week. Would you be conducive to lending the Brigadier and his people enough money to pay for the materials to build their own factory if they agree to an exclusive deal making stuff for you? Ooh, make a persuasion check. I'll give you advantage because I really like this. You mean like a state manufacturer? Yeah. 20. Non-natural. He nods and goes, This is an idea that could stimulate the economy. It'd take more time than I've got on my term limit. Well, you see, if you did set this up, you'd be very popular with the workers because they'd be setting their own rights and their own um, wages. And Mr. Raytheon here would have to compete against the other workers on equal terms. This is unacceptable. They are trying to destroy all of my hard work. All the work I put years of hard graft into. And if your if your weapons are so great, why are you so scared of competition? Well I was about I was going this, to make that the economic success of this nation depends on the weapons industry. You you darn northerners, you hypocrites. You people. What about are if they turn what about if they turn the swords into plowshares? Well, it doesn't have to be just weapons, you know, plowshares. You can make all kinds Spice of things rockets. out of metals. I mean, I know my mother works people to the bone, but uh, she does actually... Yeah, there was that underwater th ship that we went in that Sometimes. was made out yeah, of metal. Yeah, bits of, bits of air ships. Well, yes. If my memory serves, Darnorth was selling weapons to the Dark Lord for years out of your little forest operation. Well, I've only been selling weapons to the Dark Lord for a year or so. You're selling weapons to the Dark Lord? Wait, one second, what? Uh, the President also turns to Raytheon, horrified. Uh, I didn't... What I meant to say... Oystered by your own I'm custard. Sorry, can, we... <laughs> can we perform an audit, please? Mr. Giant Robot, would you take this piece of crap into custody? For questioning. Into his own I want to get to the bottom of this. Uh, <laughs> Perrin. I have a big sword here. Perrin, uh, make an arcana check. Yes, I'd love to. Yes. Where, where is my character sheet? There it is. Ooh, ooh, non-natural 20. Okay. You notice that Voltrazord's power cells have been depleting slowly over the course of the battle. And the little space where once a giant heart of magic had sat, uh, but is now currently empty, is pulsing as if the uh, machine is looking for the power, but it's not there. And some of these wires seem to be reaching out towards you, uh, hungrily seeking out magic. What do you do? I'm going to use Mage Hand to try and just like hold them in place. They pull on the Mage Hand and pull the Mage Hand in, and the wires sort of light up a bit, uh, and then they continue to really wreathe, writhe, sorry, towards you a bit more forcefully. Hmm. Um, is anybody else seeing these yeah, I think things? They want because you. I, Aaron, I think you might be the heart of the robot. Well, it's been on the magic Okay. I, um, um, I don't think they mean you harm. Are, are you, you sure? But this is from somebody who's not a nice he person. Um. 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 Well, it's up to you. Oh no. Um. Could you? Could you oh please? Um. Ah, sock monkey. Ooh. Okay. Um. Remind me what uh, word um, of radiance word of wasn't it? Word of radiance. Um. Burning radiance erupts from me. Each creature of my choice that I can see within range must succeed a con saving throw. Okay. Damage. I'm going to make them make a con save. Uh, I'll use I'll use um, Bolsha's of stats for this. Uh, 13? Uh, the DC was 13, so I think... Yeah, okay. Speaks, so that's a fail. Um, okay, so they've got, they've got to take... 
for a point of radiant damage unless he has something more interesting to do. Uh, do the radiant damage. Okay. Five points of radiant damage. Okay. Here's what happens. You shout Sock Monkey and the green flames erupt around you and rush out to meet the wires. And some of them are, uh, are beaten back by it. Uh, through the uh, dancing lights of the green flame, you see a form appear in the midst of it. The green lord, with his hair streaming out behind him, his beard flapping in the wind, holds out both hands as a shield appears, forcing the wires back. He looks over his shoulder at you and says, Don't worry about me, kid. Get your ass out of here. I can handle this. You sure? I trust you. I trust everything you say. Uh, his shield starts cracking and he goes, <laughs> Yep, I- no problemo. All good here. <laughs> okay. Just run. Um, you, do you want to make an athletics check to see how, how yeah, fast you escape? Can I help in any way? Please. Yeah, I think like since you've been through that, you, you went up. So you uh, rushed down to help Perrin get down. Uh, so give uh, Perrin, I'll give you advantage. Six. Oh no! Uh, I think you get again stuck in the nipple somehow. Uh, I think uh, Agrilad was just. Um, I yeah, Agrilad was just drawn there? to them for some reason. <laughs> what are you two doing up there? I'm a little bit lost. Pen, uh, down below you can see the robots having their discussion. Um, Mr. Uh, the Brig uh, and his fellows are getting together a big chain to try and hold Raytheon down as he tries to escape. Uh, the uh, uh, sorry, Sergeant Fenton. You hear her voice in your uh, in your magic mirror. Uh, she says, "We have a plan. We can help. My siblings and I can combine our forces, and we can transform into a powerful robot. I'm Rock and Sockin. There was Slice and Dyson, and Sinak and Creepum. Together, we can take down Raytheon. But it comes as a price. Yeah. What's the price? We'll be stuck like that." Forever. A new life. A new personality. Can you take a message to Victorina and Perrin? Yes. Tell them, I'm sorry for all the trouble. I know it can be painful to lose friends. War has made many of us cruel and jagged. But they were soft and kind, and that matters. Takes true heroism to be soft and kind. But now is the time for violence, yes? Yes, obviously. Always time for violence. <laughs> you witness uh, the Rock'em robots all together. Uh, Rock'em uh, holds out both punching fists. Uh, Slice and Dyson jumps up and they connect sort of legs to shoulders. And then Slice and Dyson climbs up the back and uh, wraps around the head. They do some sort of complicated robot mechanism. And I'll put some fancy sound effects here. Uh, and then. They stand before you, a large golden robot, and then a little flap opens on their back, and a cape comes out, and they stand before you and say, I am Rajum Sajum, the prophesied robot of destiny. And it is my prophecy that I wish to speak to you all about. And then he starts droning on about his prophecy. Uh, well, well, is if you were prophesized, then why have you just shown up in in in, in what I assume is the last part of our adventure? Here? <laughs> 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 right, well, did, did I not tell you about that book I found a few weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, maybe I wasn't paying attention. That sounds like me. You make a good point. I should probably uh, do something about this situation. Catch the pigeon. Very well. And he flies off into battle, and there's a tremendously epic battle that's going on. Meanwhile, you lot have got some uh, negotiations to do. Well, I'm, I'm very confused. Does this mean I am still <laughs> in danger from Slice and Dice em? Uh No, they all seem to have um, combined their forces uh, and uh, are uh, therefore uh, engaged with um, the battle with uh, Mr. Raytheon. So at the I'm moment. not going to die. Oh, hopefully not. Uh, not right now, oh. no. You sound slightly disappointed. <laughs> I was going to say you sound disappointed. <laughs> it's always nice to know that you're not going to die just yet. 
As you all sort of uh, clamber out of the robot, uh, President Springsteen uh, comes up to you and says, I'm not sure about my re-election prospects, I gotta be honest with you, but I can draw up a deal that might make your workers here do something for the nation rather than a giant robot. I think what the workers might need to do for the nation is rebuild the city. Yes, um, because the three giant robots hitting each other is, is making an awful mess. I think the nation is bigger than the giant. Uh, the brig comes along and says, Good show, chaps. The workers are to take control of the factory ourselves at yes. long last. Seize the means of production. Well, we have a lot to make up for. If these weapons will go to the Dark Lord, at least we'll know what to expect. Vectros is planning something big, I'm sure of it. But we'll know better because we made it. And uh, the brig looks at you all and goes, You know, to be honest, I'm thinking of retiring. You know, planted gardens, some shrubberies. I might get some beehives. I love bees. Maybe, you know, bringing some life into the world would be nice for a change. I mean, you know, could do some good. There'd be honey. You know, you know maybe we could have a small pond. You know, sort of dragonflies, frog sport, and that sort of thing. That would be rather nice. Well, what do you say to that, Mr. Regente? Well, first life or second <laughs> life? <laughs> As the uh, battle rages, uh, you see them both sort of tumble off the edge of the uh, of the the, um, the the handrail that protects people from falling off into the centre of the volcano, uh, and they both go tumbling down and vanish from sight. Uh, and I think people just watch them and go, oh, "Well, that's unfortunate." Well, it's a good thing I didn't put any bets on, isn't it? A bit of an uh, anticlimax, really, weren't it? Unless yeah. they both come shooting out the top of well, the volcano, like, on fire, and continue hitting each other, which would be quite exciting. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Maybe want... they'll be combined <laughs> together to as to... one giant, giant, giant robot. I want, I want to run to the rim of the caldera and see if one of them's holding a thorn <laughs> out of the lava. Uh, sure, uh, make a perception check. <laughs> Eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I think you see Rage and Sage and with um, thumb just sinking slowly into the into the magma. My life is complete. <laughs> uh, the president offers you all, all I a beer. Want to do is Terminator. <laughs> you all go for a beer with the president, and it's very pleasant, uh, like, you, like do. you do. Uh, Victrina. It's not the robot beer, is it? No, the, the, he's he's had some specially flown in for you. There's a bit of a problem here. Agrilad doesn't go for one beer. Well, uh, we all well. go for a beer and Agilad goes for all the beers. <laughs> um, I've only had a few ales. I've only had a I'll few I'll just ales. have a half, thank you. So Mr Springsteen's still kind of looking down into his um, his beer as he's finishing the dregs and goes, It's going to be a bit of an upheaval in our economy because of this. Don't know if I'll win re-election, but maybe that's alright. Well... They either wins re-election or they goes out on a high. Either way around, it's good. I'll drink to that. And he does a little chink of glasses. Drink? Uh, I, I don't mind if I do. I'll say my piece to the delegates. Get them on your side. Hopefully I can be as convincing as you are. Can you all roll a collective persuasion check? Yeah, I can try. Five. Not so good this time. Vision. I got an eight. Oh dear. Got fifteen. Non non twenty. Oof. Oof. You might just have saved us all. Okay, that's a twelve overall. Twelve extra points for your vote in Thrasis. So the delegates uh, are leaning more towards your argument. It's your towards um, Darnoth's entry. Victrina. Uh, you haven't seen Erekina since the battle. Last you heard, a ship left harbour about an hour or so ago, and she was seen getting on board. It's kind of bittersweet, I imagine. Um, Perrin, you find Victrina Hello. standing atop the volcano watching the ships pass over the horizon. What do you do? I think I put a hand on her shoulder. So, yeah, you okay? I think so. It's been a uh, bit of a day, hasn't it? It's been a kind of full-on day. I wasn't expecting there to be so many giant robots hitting each other. Um, but that's politics for you. Yeah. That's politics. I'd be really, really surprised if you had expected it. Um, and again, this yes. job does tend to bring about the unexpected. Yes. Do you want to sit in the 
flying ship thing and I knit or something like later. I could do some that. that. Yeah. Nice. I mean, could you teach me to crochet? Hmm. Oh, I could Ooh. teach you to crochet. I know how to crochet gravestones. Um, um, I had to make some for all of the skeletons lying around the monastery. It felt bad not to make something for them. So I can teach you how to crochet well, gravestones. Maybe I could take gravestones and maybe turn them upside down and turn them into baskets or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever floats your yes, airship. Yeah. Gravestones, <laughs> not so much, but yes. Yes, definitely. Okay, I'll make some gravestones. I think we might need some. Just like three ones. They're good to have around. Pen. Just have I a stock of them. Like oh, yeah. Oh. I was going to say, could you knit me a gravestone, please? It'd be very comforting in bed. Yeah. Would you like me to like put a specific name on it? or? No, just leave it okay, blank. blank gravestone. Oh, I like it. Very spooky. Uh, you all come back to the uh, negotiation table where the president has uh, uh, delivered a huge uh, deal agreement that is to be signed between uh, the president and the workers. And uh, just as they're about to sign it, uh, the president sort of taps his pockets and goes, Damn, I don't have a pen. Mr. Ben, do you have a pen? Um... Yes, um, but, oh, who was that little fellow who had all the pens? Oh, wasn't it Captain Biscuit's brother? Uh, yes. Cousin. Oh, oh, cousin. I want to say Leslie, but that wasn't his name. Uh, Lexi. Lexi. Uh, I think a small uh, trap door opens in the robot and a very frazzled looking Lexi stumbles out, grasping a singular pen. One survived! <laughs> One pen survived! Well, that's a gift. It has a very important job there. <laughs> uh, you head back up to the landing bay where Bessie is moored. Uh, Agolad, you find Timmy sitting on the floor playing with uh, a bunch of pens that he says he has found. <laughs> uh, look, Mr. Agolad, they've got balls in them! That's nice, lad. Where did you find them? Uh, I found them in a box. Where was the box? It was in the street. <coughs> That's where boxes live. I think maybe they belong to somebody else and you should give them back. Oh, alright. This one's strawberry flavoured. You're not supposed to eat one. them. <laughs> oh no, oh no. Mr. Aguilar, I think I need to go to the medical bay. <laughs> Yeah, probably a good idea, but give the pens back first. That's the right <laughs> thing to do. Oh, I, uh, he trots off with the box of pens. Uh, some half-chewed. Well, that's going to make a right pen and ink. Meow, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 indeed. Uh, Lisa uh, is back, uh, apparently, uh, and uh, she looks uh, flustered herself, um, and she comes up to you and says, <sighs> Well, another job well done. Another giant down for the count. I'm sorry I couldn't get too involved. Not really the violent type, nor the giant robot piloting type. I'm a politician <laughs> after all. But I think um, Captain Biscuit seems to be having a bit of a day. And you look over and you see Captain Biscuit, uh, hair frazzled, uh, where she's normally quite pristine with her hair. Uh, and uh, she comes up to you uh, and says finally got Lexi to go and play with his pens but babysitting my cousin was not my idea of fun. Croc I need some help with maintenance anyone else fancy lending a hand? Well I know a little more robots and machinery now so I'll, I'll quite happily help. Excellent come with me. And we'll deal with that in the next episode <laughs> uh, Perrin Hello. as you are returning to the Zeppelin uh, you see the old friar from the Red Lord's Temple. He's kind of smiling benevolently at you as, as he comes Even over. Even though we tore his roof off. I say, dragon friend, <laughs> you did some good work back there destroying the church roof. <laughs> Finally, we have a reason to do a bake sale. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it, I hope it go, goes well. Um... You know, you do the Green Lord proud. If you do see him again, tell him to forget about the tenor oh. he owes me. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. That that'll be good news. Yeah, uh, he he's often worried about that sort of thing, so it'll be nice to alleviate him of of some of that. I can't uh, he leans down and looks into your eyes and says, "Yes, there's something going on with that old god. Ask him if he's feeling all right, will you?" Oh, 
Oh, do, do you think he's got a cold? Something like that. Yeah. And he, you see his eyes flash with red fire for a second. Tell him the Red Lord sends his regards. Okay. And he <laughs> turns his on his heel. That's not too spooky. Do good and remember, kill the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see that he has a blazing red beard all of a sudden. And he goes hopping <laughs> off into the, <laughs> into the crowd. He has a strange sense of humor. I like him. Friar, friar, fry up. Fry up. I'm going to go make a fry up. Does anyone want any bacon? Oh, yes. Uh, you all head back onto the Zeppelin. And within a few minutes, the engines are starting up. Another nation changed, another vote swayed, but the war isn't over. Not yet. Not by a long chalk. In the President's makeshift office, we see a young warlock approaching the President's desk. President Springsteen is snoring, asleep, poring over his notes and uh, agenda for the next day. And a little warlock pulls out from the desk a set of blueprints and he unravels them and we see painted on these blueprints the plans for Voltrazord. The warlock slips the notes and the blueprints into his robe and walks out of the door never to be seen again in this nation. Campaign Trail Referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Aqualad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Landon Cole was the brig, Louis Bermendez was President Springsteen, Greg Johnson was Father Fryer, Sarah Smith was Fenton, Martha Buckley was Captain Biscuit, and Genevieve Sabayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own characters appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash joelcorner, and wherever you find podcasts. So until next time, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. Thank you.